Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you're moving down the road, you should get a good feeling inside. Our mission is clear because we care. It's a three-seat feeling of pride. Move out on the highway. Find your dreams out there. Three-seat body shop. The finest in collision repair. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Meatistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast, everybody. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter75 on Twitter. I am C.J. Berryman. You can find me at cjb underscore rr on Twitter. And I don't know if you guys heard, but we have a little breaking news for you tonight. C.J., why don't you go ahead and take that? Yeah, Ben, uh, it seems like... uh, Anderson Tejeda at double A has eclipsed the Mendoza line. He, after last night, he is hitting 203. Huge. That's huge news. That is, the, that is huge news, man, because he's been struggling all year long. We saw him with the Rangers for a little bit. Then he went down to triple A and struggled and went back down to double A, kept striking out. No, man, he's back up to 203, dude. Yeah, I mean, huge news. I mean, and that's pretty much all we're going to talk about on tonight's show is that huge yeah. breaking news. There's nothing mm-hmm. else that happened a couple hours ago or, you know, in the last little while here. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Nothing else to talk about, you know. Well, maybe, maybe, well, there's that, that rookie kid that they signed. But other than that, has anything else happened? Nah. Oh, that uh, Gallo? Gallo? Oh, yeah, Gallo. Yeah, something with him and the Yankees. I don't yeah, um, you know, the fact that it was the Yankees, and we'll get into this a little bit later with, with my actual <laughs> feelings on it, doesn't make me happy. But, hey, at least he's reunited with Rugnit Odor. The funniest tweet that I saw tonight is someone tweeted, 
if this trade is Gallo for Odor, I'm killing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And <laughs> that, that one made me laugh. I don't know who that, I don't remember who that was, but that was pretty funny. But uh, no, uh, I, as you know, I wanted Gallo to stay. We talked about it on the last pod. Uh, I know you thought he was going to be traded. I don't know if you wanted him to stay or not. You thought he was going to be traded, but uh, mm-hmm. it looks like it's happened. This is what I've been talking about really all season long is we hope that Gallo's tearing it up and gets a big haul, which he did, and we'll go over those prospects here in a minute. Six prospects from the Yankees, and John King is also going along with them. And um, it's not something that I wanted. I I would have loved to have had Joey Gallo get an extension and, and get signed, but if the Rangers were going to get a deal that, that they wanted and would help push the Rangers, that's this is the key here, push the Rangers forward faster. I don't think this does it, and that was kind of what my – thoughts hinged on is if they got a deal done it would be helping push it forward but my thing all year long has been put as many talented names in the pot and when the heat turns up see who see what names are are rising to the top and man that this is just a big bigger signal of that because none of these guys aside from one are playing above high a yeah, here, here's my take on it, and, and before I get into my real feelings on it, my take on it is the Rangers went for quantity over quality. Because originally there were two of the Yankees' top ten prospects, including number two mentioned in the deal. Then it turns out they don't get anyone in the top 13 of the Yankees organization. And, you know, it, it's it's to me, like you said, they're just trying to, you know, put people in the minor leagues. They're just trying to fill it up. They didn't. It, I mean, I'm sure they did their homework and all that, but it does not seem like an appropriate trade. And I think they just look six for two. We did good, but you know, what six did you get? And like you said, here in a minute, we'll look into that. I don't. I don't think that they got the value they needed for Gallo because the Yankees will have him now for a year and a half. Yeah, that's that's one thing that surprised me. And uh, like you mentioned, Clark Schmidt. When I saw his name mentioned, I texted you immediately. Yeah, and I was pretty pretty riled up about that is in a good way Clark Schmidt is their number two prospect and their top pitching prospect and I'm sitting there thinking holy cow we got Cole Wynn we got Jack Leiter and we got Clark Schmidt and then it wasn't 10 minutes later he's not in the deal so we had to wait for those names to come down we finally got them and uh, do you want to go over those names now or do you want to go into we'll go into your rant first you, you tell me your real feelings Ben I'm, I'm ready and I gotta I'm, I've gotta have the responsibility now of trying to make you feel better throughout this podcast. all right that's good because my my professional opinion at the moment is that Rangers ownership doesn't give a crap about their fans at all and they don't give a crap about their players they give a crap about spending the least amount of money that they possibly can they have a stadium they have butts in the seats. They're selling the most tickets this year of any team. And I think the Joey Gallo trade was simply, we don't want to pay him the kind of money that he's going to earn, so we're just going to get rid of him and move on and, you know, get whatever. I mean, their last few trades, in my opinion, have been for whatever. There's been nobody giant coming in in any of the deals the Rangers have done lately. And this makes me think they're not going to spend money on this upcoming offseason at all. Instead, they're going to go with what they got, bring guys up too early, ruin them, get rid of them, try it again, and they're going to wind up 2027, 2028, maybe having a somewhat competitive team. Ooh, Ben's on fire tonight. Uh, I will I will partially agree with you because we've, we've seen Dane Dunning, uh, Nate Lowe. Now, of course, Nate Lowe is not – he's kind of underwhelmed right now, but you can say the same about a whole lot of players – including Adolis Garcia, who I'll get into here in a little bit, but they're surrounded by nothing, and Gallo was able to do a lot with nothing, really. 
um, having his best year as far as OBP and uh, defensively last night, man, he said goodbye to the Rangers in a big way. Two put out or two is outfield assists, gunning down two runners and hitting a three run bomb that ended up being the winning shot. So I, I could, I, I get where you're coming from because right now look at how much money is tied in, into their, well, into their, their current roster. It's very, very little. And Gallo was actually one of the higher, high, probably the highest paid player, I believe. And so what, IKF is now the highest paid player? So, yeah, I don't they, know. They, they just, I, I don't believe that they have the fans' best interest at heart. I believe that, I, I honestly, I don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you. I don't understand. If you're in a rebuild, why not rebuild around one of the best players in baseball who is already on your team, who says he wants to stay on your team? You know, he's the guy that is playing hard when you're down 10 nothing. You know, the guy that gives the kind of effort. And I think that means that uh, probably Woodward's on his way out because Woodward said, that's the kind of guy I want to play for me. And then they just went and traded him out from under Woodward. So I think the team is looking to, I mean, I think they're looking to pretty much field a bad minor league team for the next 10 years. <laughs> um, I hope you're wrong. Me too. Uh, but but it's, it's it, the state of the Rangers right now. Again, I had a bad. We had a bad feeling this was going to happen at the start, and yeah. we hoped it would, but not. Man, it would have been a whole lot different. I would have felt a whole lot different about it if Clark Schmidt was involved in that. You know. Yeah, I mean, when I saw Clark Schmidt, I was like, okay, the Rangers got value out of this trade. You know, that's good. And then that comes back. No, he's not involved. And then also their number, I think, seven or eight prospect was supposedly involved, and he got dropped out. Now the highest prospect they got is number fourteen from the Yankees. And, uh, you know, that that's the highest. It goes way down from there. And two of them, I don't think, are even ranked in their top 100 prospects. One is not ranked, Randy Vasquez. Yeah. He's not ranked, but we got there number 14, number 15, number 17, number 23, and number 28. And when you look at it, I, I felt, I don't know, a little bit better looking at it. Because if you think back when the, the MLB pipeline released their rankings, you know, Anderson to Anderson to hate is one of the Rangers top, what, 10. Yeah. And he's been terrible. Well, Jake Latz isn't even on there. Uh, and there's, there's just a few, and we know Jake Latz is, I would say right now he's one of the Rangers top 30. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But we didn't know who he was really before the season started. And there's just, it's, I, I would like to see where they're going to stack up whenever you put them in the Rangers organization and see what where they rank in the prospect listing from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, and, you know, I almost wanted to put our podcast off till tomorrow because sometimes I don't do well when I'm really frustrated. I'm really frustrated. <laughs> I, was, with I, was, I was afraid you would. but No, I want to go ahead and go with it. But, yeah, I'm really frustrated more than anything. Like I said, uh, this makes me think, you know, and obviously now I really think that Gibson and Kennedy are both going to be gone. You know, oh, yeah. Jordan Lyles has been good enough. Maybe they can get something for him, but I don't have any faith. I think they're just going to be gone. You know, maybe we get a couple of, you know, hockey sticks and some bubble gum for Kyle Gibson. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe they'll trade uh, they'll trade Ian Kennedy for, I don't know, uh, a bench warmer. I don't know. I mean, not an actual person, just something that warms your bench. I don't know what they're going to get for him. But it's just I'm not I have no confidence. And I was really hopeful when Chris Young took over. And I'm not saying this is his fault, but I'm just saying I was really hopeful. And now that hope is gone the rangers are awful this season and they traded away the one person that's been playing hard day in and day out yeah and that'll that'll kind of turn me over to how bad this team would look to be honest 
without Adolis Garcia showing up and doing what he did, how bad would this – the lineup looked like it, it does now way back when Adolis Garcia got, started getting to start every single day. And then if he doesn't have – what was it, the, the April and the June that he had? Yeah. The rookie of the months. How bad does it look? And, I mean, people will be would have been screaming – for the whole front office, and some of them already are. I know you're you're hot, and there's a guy up there in the front office that I don't want to be there. That you know, I I've got a whole John Daniels rant coming. <laughs> One of these days, now is not the time. I'm I'm holding faith that Chris Chris Young is the one pulling these strings, and that I I, I just hope that the scouts know what they're doing. And when you look at over the previous history, you can look back to prospect trades and, and, and bringing along prospects as a whole with the Rangers. It's never been good. No. It's never been good. And, and the prospects will either get traded before they become big and they become big with somebody else, or they come up and flame out and end up getting traded for a bag of peanuts and then tear it up with somebody else. One of them, for example, Fernando Tatis Sr. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Tra- uh, they traded Dean Palmer to Kansas City Royals. This is mid-90s. And got Tom Goodwin so that they could make room for Fernando Tatis Sr. And while he obviously was a, a tremendous talent, uh, he did he came up and struggled, 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 struggled. And he was involved in a big playoff playoff trade or a deadline deal when the Rangers were trying to get into the playoffs. 97? I believe that's right. For Todd Stottlemyre, Todd Zeal, and Royce Clayton. And he, the biggest name in that was Fernando Tatis going going to them, and that upset a lot of Rangers fans because they felt he, they gave up on him prematurely, which it turns out they did. Now he's the only player in, ma- in Major League history to have two grand slams in one inning. So, um, yeah, going back to the, the – per- I don't know. I'm staying with the belief of with the, with the way the team was going in this year and only having Gallo and IKF really is holdovers from when the Rangers were somewhat good – we're still hanging on that you needed to just blow the whole thing up completely. And I'm going to go ahead and half disagree with you, but I, um, in looking at these numbers there, they put up some pretty eye popping numbers this year. And I guess we, now is a good opportunity to go over. You want to go over the names? Go ahead and list the names. Yeah. So if I got this right, this is from Jeff Passett on Twitter earlier. It's right-handed pitcher, Glenn Otto. Second baseman, Ezekiel Duran. Shortstop, Josh Smith. Second baseman, outfielder, Trevor uh, Halver. And then uh, I believe there's a few more. If you got the other two, I have those. I think Uh, there's a few more. Outfielder, Everson Pereira. Yep. And Randy Vasquez, right-handed pitcher. So, Glenn Otto is the only one that's even close. And he's pitching for triple, or was pitching for Triple A Scranton. Yes, seven and seven and three with a three 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 ERA, 78, 75 and two thirds innings. His WHIP is one hundred two. Opponent's batting average is two sixteen, and he's got a one fifteen to seventeen strikeout to walk ratio. He's been awesome. Yeah, and that's their number twenty eight prospect. The big name I'm seeing out of this is Ezekiel Durant, Duran, second baseman. He's in High A right now. Oh, we only we we. We only have one of the best second basemen or the best second baseman in high A right now. Which no kidding. I think, I think this is signaling uh, a call-up for Foskey going to double A. That's what I think. I wouldn't surprise me at all. He is killing single-A pitching right now. Yeah, he's proven that he's already too much for them. And that's last year's first-rounder. That's yeah. awesome. 
And yeah, Duran's hitting 290 this year, 12 homers, 15 doubles, 12 steals. Josh Smith, a shortstop, he's also in high A. He's hitting 324 this year, nine homers, 12 doubles, 17 steals. Pereira, he's only played in 17 games, but he's hitting 397 with four homers and uh, six doubles. So he's had a I guess it, I don't know if he was injured or, or why he's only played seven games. That's a good assumption, assumption. But yeah, he's played pretty well. Trevor Hauver, second baseman, outfielder, sixty-six games, two eighty-eight, nine homers. None of these. None of these are. I can hear it. They're not making you smile. <laughs> 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 so, I, Josh Smith, is the highest ranked prospect again. A shortstop. Yeah, and. One thing I can say from this trade is that Rangers obviously now most definitely, and we haven't even gotten to Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy getting traded, but probably the most stocked farm system in all of baseball. Now, who knows what's going to happen because these guys are only one, again, only one is above high A. And I'm, I don't know if we'll see him this year. 75 and two-thirds, we might. We might, but I bet he gets Dane, Dane Dunning treatment. Yeah, I bet you're right about that. And, you know, um, I'm just trying to put my thoughts into words here. It's, uh, I mean, we've been the joke years for years and years was we were the Yankees farm system, if you remember mm. that back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then this this kind of feels the same because they sent us a bunch of basically low-A prospects for a guy that's going to be a huge help. Think about Joey Gallo with that right field porch in, in Yankee Stadium. I mean, my goodness. And he could finish. He could finish. Yeah, hitting between Stanton, <laughs> Stanton, yeah. and uh, you know he could be. He could hit. You know, he could hit sixty home runs this year. Yeah, with that short porch, he can just accident. I mean, yeah, he can bunt a ball over that uh, porch. Yeah, with his strength. Yeah, any line. He's going to hit a lot of line drives out there that are going to go out. I mean, yep. I mean, he, and this puts me in a hugely awkward position because now if the Yankees make the playoffs, I kind of have to root for him, which I hate. Um, I'm going to root for Gallo, but that's what I'm I mean. That's what I mean. Just rooting for anyone in a in a in a Yankees uniform makes me sick to my stomach. But I don't care where he ends up in his career. I'll always root for Joey Gallo. Yeah, it's. A, I, I feel the same with him about. Uh, yeah, I know he wasn't a part of the big times, but you know Elvis Andrews going to to Oakland. I'm always going to root for him, and 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 Mark, Mitch Moreland over there, and Jake Deepman over in Oakland. I mean, those are three guys that were huge fan favorites here during their time, and Jake Deepman got to revitalize his career going through his what was it ulcerative colitis. Yep. And so that yeah, it's 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 very bittersweet. Especially coming off the game that he had last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. He, that he, I think he knew something already. He he single handedly beat them last night. He just did. about just about single handedly. Stop and and it's it was so. I don't know. Something told me this morning too. Especially when he said was essentially was saying goodbye after the game. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just so, and he he still went them. Yeah, there's still a chance in a year and a half after 2022. He comes and signs back whenever the team's hot again. But that never happens. That never happens. And I don't think the Rangers will spend the money to do it. I think if they would have, they would have spent it now. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking about what the Rangers would do in the offseason. I don't know if you saw me. I was kind of going back and forth a lot on Twitter last night. I usually don't get that active, but I was. And talking about if the Rangers were going to spend money in the offseason. And my my – or depending on whether they traded or signed Gallo to an extension. And I said, either way, you don't spend much money next year because 
you're not going to contend. Even if, and like we talked about with Chris Halleck, he brought up the question. So say you go out and you get Trevor Story and you get Clayton Kershaw. Is this team going to be competitive next year? And both of our answers were no. So the money being spent, I mean, if it doesn't get spent in two years, I'm going to be right alongside you and I'm going to throw things. I yeah, was just about yeah. to, I was just about to cuss. <laughs> if in two years this thing is not spun up and spun up, you know, in a very very big way, I'm oh, I'm not even I don't even want to imagine it. I just don't I don't even want to think about it. But I know it's it's got to be upsetting for you, and but it is upsetting for you. <laughs> I just don't know why. I don't know why I get my hopes up and then they keep doing the same thing over and over again. I don't know why. I feel like, you know, okay, Joey's going to stay and then we're going to turn into this super team by 2023 or 2024, and now that's all shot to hell. Yeah, well, I'm immune to it, or not immune, but I'm desensitized to it because I'm a Cowboy. <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan. Dude, oh, there you so. go. Yeah, I understand that then. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of I'm kind of numb to a lot of the, uh, the disappointment because, you know, three playoff wins in 26 years being a Cowboys fan after growing up being eight nine years old when they won their first of three super bowls yeah i was spoiled yeah and so yeah i I, I, going into football the season and it's off topic but i'll get back to it going into football the season i am not hyped at all about the cowboys none i'm done wasting energy doing that and even if they make the playoffs i'm not gonna get hyped because they always disappoint in big ways so yeah i'm desensitized uh so but (sighs) Again, I'm I'm, do, I'm I'm doing this based off of what I felt they should do at the beginning of the season, which is do the complete blow up. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with you that the this is not the return that we wanted. Yeah, this I mean, it's not, not it's honestly not the trading of Gallo that has me mad. I kind of knew 50-50 chance that he was going to go this year. We talked about that at the beginning of the season. We yeah. both knew there was a 50-50 chance, you know, that he was going to be gone. It was just the haul, like you just said. It was what they got in return, not what, you know, we had both expected to get. Like you said, just one of those top 10 guys, especially when that number 2 name came up, you know, so disappointing that we didn't, you know, just uh, I don't know. That's I could talk about it all night. Mm-hmm. That was a huge letdown for me. I saw Schmidt yeah. immediately. Immediately was one of the first names, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is good. this is good." And five other players, great. Yeah. And then immediately, ten minutes later, no, he's not in there. And then you look at the the top prospect that you got, Josh Smith, number fourteen. I was like, "You got to kid me." Yeah. Not one top ten guy. Not one. Not the best. And to make you feel better about how Rangers fans uh, feel, I don't know if you saw the poll I put out there. Uh-huh. I, I took part in it. Yeah, over-under. Uh, the the fans that have voted so far, 95-5. to five, They're going to lose more than 100 games. Who thinks that they – well, never mind. Yeah, I know. Apparently, <laughs> I, I'm looking at – There's the, some very optimistic people. I'm looking at the – we got, we got 22 votes so far in the last uh, in the last uh, 20, what, hour, hour and something. So, uh, it, it looks like that one person probably <laughs> – he thought that yeah. they would finish with under 100 losses. And I that's want that, their optimism. Yeah, I was going to say, I that's really that do. one optimistic person on Twitter that I can't follow because they annoy me. That's somebody that you can't get bad. It's just yeah. <laughs> their house could burn down and they'll be like, well, we'll figure something out. It's yeah. all right, man. <laughs> it's no biggie. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get another one. The house is burning down, so. <laughs> all right, Ben. Come on now. <laughs> Speaking I, of houses burning down, let's, <sighs> let's switch to some good news. Let's, start, Rangers, let's talk about a guy that throws flames. How yeah, the that? Rangers did ink Jack Leiter to his contract today, so congratulations. We do have the new number one prospect in the Rangers organization, Jack Leiter, signed to his deal. 
Yeah, and it was it was pretty cool the whole the whole setup to what they did. He threw out the first pitch before the game tonight. It showed him and his dad Al Al Leiter walking around on the field with in his number twenty two jersey, and that the contract details it was what seven point nine two 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 or yeah, something. Yeah, something like a, that. Yeah, and the two the twenty two is a or the the number two I guess is a is a big thing for him. So, yeah, that's that's exciting, and that that happened earlier in the day, and that was going to be the big story until you know about. 15 minutes before game time but yeah I'm, I'm excited I'm excited about the future of the pitching and especially especially if if you're able to and, and I was thinking about this this morning if you think I, I wanted to go over who this is before the trade you know who we were going to talk probably who what the, what the rotation could look like next year and Dane Dunning I think is we haven't talked a whole lot about him this year because I think both of us just know that he's going to be just fine he's going to be good yeah and we didn't really – there was a, what, a month where he struggled a little bit, kind of when the league kind of figured him out. And then he just got right back on his horse, and he's figured out what works and what doesn't work. And he's got a devastating sinker, and that's going to take him a long way. He can pitch a lot of innings and hopefully throw some some Maddox games, some of them under 100 complete games, under 100 pitch complete games. So – that would be cool, but then Kobe Allard, your guy, man, I, I'm I'm super hyped about him, and he just needs to get some damn run support. And I said, yeah, I said damn run support because he ain't getting none. No, he's not. And but then and my my best friend JC, you and I had the bet, and I've completely lost because Kyle Cody's out for the year now. <laughs> and you you had Kobe Allard, and he's looking promising. But Taylor Hearn is he had a, a ramp up start the other day, you know, three innings, three perfect innings, I believe. Yeah, and it was three strikeouts. So he shook the rust off the the first time, first attempt at a start where he didn't even complete the first inning, and looked fantastic. So my best friend Jace, he would he had Taylor Hearn as his guy to watch as far as pitching goes, and and you put those three guys together next year, and you know maybe. Maybe this uh, Glenn Otto, who actually he went to Rice University too, and he's he's a Texan, and he's kind of a legend in Rice actually. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, he's also twenty four. He's not young. So we I, I I wouldn't be surprised if I mean heck he we trade deadline dependent. It's just going to depend on what I'll get. What all you get? I think Fultonevich is going to get DFA'd. He's got to. He's got to. And and you put Glenn replace just replace him with Glenn Otto and a guy that I've been tooting tooting for what for two weeks now Drew Anderson I'm I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of his and Drew Anderson down AAA is pitching really well so you can bring him up and if you're wanting him to kind of get the Dane Dunning treatment that's fine I mean we got plenty of young arms no longer John King but plenty of young arms that you can do tandems with and maybe do that the rest of the year and keep tuning these guys up for next year. So the pitching rotation, I think next year is going to be exciting to watch. So let's think about where those guys are going to wind up. Cause you know, they're going to trade them during the season <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh, Ben's going there. Ben's going uh, there. Let's see. Hearn will go to uh, the Dodgers and no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, I'm trying to spin things positively and Ben is swatting me away like the Kimbe Matumbo <laughs> right now. No, Ooh, and, you know, negativity because of, of the return on Gallo, but if you still look at who they have, like you you were just talking about, you know, and down in Double A in two years, I mean, they're still going to have a heck of a pitching rotation in twenty twenty three if all these guys stay healthy and make it. And you know, I I know I'm being negative because of, of the Gallo trade, but 
it's, it's you know, things. It does. It's, it's, it's things. But the thing is, they're looking to the future, and I mean, it was the right move looking to the future to trade him. I'm just not sure on like we talked about already the return, but you know, trading him. And here's the deal: if they are ready to compete in 2023. Maybe they will. I mean, there's a great chance because he wants to be here that he would come back and re-sign with Texas. Yeah, and it, we've heard a lot of that too before. This guy is going to be a rental for somebody, and then there's a chance he'll come back and sign. Like he understands, yeah, I'm going to go get traded to a contender, bring in some prospects, and I can come back. And I couldn't name them off the top of my head right now, but I think that's happened two or three times. But back when I was younger, I mean, yeah. you just don't hear about it anymore. And those that never transpired. So, but if he, I mean, he, he absolutely was, was voicing that he loved it here and he wanted to stay here. And yeah, like we, we keep, I keep stealing this from Jeff Wilson, but he was wearing all these losses. So yeah, he was, he's wearing it and it's got to bring him. I mean, we, we talked about it after the all-star break. It looked like it was bringing him down how bad they were. And I, I'm happy for him that he because he deserves to go to a contender right now in his prime. And hit between Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's He's a, never that's had a nasty, that protection. That's before. a nasty three, four, five right there. Yeah, you're gonna have to pitch to Gallo now. You can't pitch around him. So, whew, what he's gonna do in in he he immediately? I, I thought the Yankees might have been down and out, but that with that move. Especially with having him, I mean, all three of those guys too signed through next year. Yeah. Ooh, boy, and that's your team. I know you picked to win that division. So yeah. Now you got a boost, and it's from it's from the Rangers. Joey. Gallo. Well, you know, now the mothership will say what a great player he is since he plays in New York. Oh yeah, and what's funny is I, I know I saw a lot of a lot of Yankees fans saying, you know, outside of their their top prospect, and let me get his name. Real quick, uh, oh, yeah, Jason looked, Dominguez. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I looked at that uh, out, Outside of Dominguez, everybody's trash. I don't take any minor league advice or or what their opinion take. I don't take it, any of that seriously because they don't know who they are. Yeah, they I'll don't tell you, pay, unless it's unless it's their top prospect and he's tearing yeah. it up. They don't know who he is. Well, one thing so, about Yankees is they don't build through prospects. They build through buying players from other teams. Yeah. So half the guys that we just traded, there's obviously there's Yankees fans that are diehard, like we are Rangers fans, and they know who these guys are. But the ones that are going to get out there and get vocal, we're going, oh, aside from Jason Dominguez, everybody's trash. So I'm not taking any opinion from me. There was one guy that responded to me on Twitter, and he was – he said, I, want to, I want, don't want to talk you off the ledge, but the, rain, the Yankees farm system, pretty much what he was saying is like the Rangers. There's not a bunch of superstars, but there's a bunch of really, really good players that are super talented that could turn into superstars. Yeah, there's nobody it, that pops off, pops off the except for Dominguez. There's nobody else that pops off. But, you know, there's, there's so many – I don't know. There's so many players now that the Rangers have – they just stocked it. I mean, they just keep stocking it. And yeah. That's what I wanted them to do. But like I, like like we've said, that we're underwhelmed, I guess, by the hall. Yeah, and it could turn out though that you know a couple of these guys hit really well, and and hopefully they do. I'm hoping that uh, oh, I forgot his name now. The guy who's going to AAA may get called up. I'm hoping that he can at least be, you know, better than Fultonevich was. Uh it'd be hard not to. I mean, that's true. 30, well, I mean, 31, 31 home runs. Oh my God, that's just. At least someone but, on the Rangers leads the league in home runs. You know. Yeah, well, and then <laughs> he's followed up by a teammate. Yeah, I know. We have, so number one, number we have one the number one, one and number two guys leading the league in home runs. Unfortunately, they're pitchers. 
Yeah, that's that's the sad part. Not the Shohei Otani kind of leading the league in home runs. Either. Yeah, now that was definitely the opposite of Shohei. Otani. Yeah, yeah, dude. I know I didn't plan on talking about him, but my goodness, man, is this, is he not the most amazing player you've seen in your lifetime? Um, whew. it. It's hard to it's hard to say no because there's yeah. I, we've never had a guy like him who pitches and hits at a very say, very high level. I was gonna say he's not the best hitter I've ever seen. He's not the best pitcher I've ever seen. But the fact that he does such a high level of both just makes him kind of transcendent above everybody else. He's a breath of fresh air. Uh, I agree, I, and I hate that. the fact I hate the fact that I like him. I do too, and he, <laughs> the same with Trout. They got yeah. one of my other yep. other players. He's one of my top five. Favorite players right now, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani might be in the top five too. If I go, I'm not going to run down my list right now, but no, but I agree. Um, yeah, he's a breath of fresh air, no matter what that Stephen A. Whatever his name is, yes, <laughs> that dude, God Almighty. Well, that's anyway. just that's for ratings, and you know, the, the there's a Fox Sports Radio guy that does the same thing, Doug Gottlieb, that they just throw out hot takes to try to get you know traffic to their show. Uh, yeah, and it's well, and Jim Rome was the yeah, he was the, the king. He started all that. Yeah, that. No, I'm just almost just cussed again. Um, <laughs> I don't like I don't like any of those guys. I'm just going to leave it like that. No, but no Shohei, Shohei is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it sucks that we're going to have to watch him with the Angels for another what three, four years. Well, maybe we can talk the Angels into being as stupid as us, and he could <laughs> trade him. They can trade him to us for a couple of low A prospects that aren't very good. Believe it or not, I'm going to genuinely make you laugh before this step, this <laughs> pod's over. Um, uh, well, do you want to do you want to kind of. Fl- change up a little bit we talked about lighter we talked about gallo and let's do you want to talk about what i what i talked about with talk about what i what i talked about what i talked about about we're gonna talk about what we talked about when we talk about it you know (sighs) okay let me try this again do you want to turn back around and talk about adoles garcia and how i mean he took the league by storm really there for the for two months ended up making the all-star game as a rookie he's gonna be the al rookie of the year most likely it would be well, since the guy who was competing with him retired, uh, yeah, that was that was weird. I think he's back now, but he retired for like half a day. That was like a Cole's, Cole Beasley retirement right before training camp. Yeah, a that's exactly. Weeks later, what it was. Ah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm I back, think I'm he back. was in the lineup the next day. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, yeah, I don't it was think a, he even, re- even retired for 24 hours. He went to sleep. It was like a, a bad drunk. He got yeah. real hammered the night before. Woke up the next morning, going, "What did I do?" Grab Wait, did I phone. retire? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I need to get back into baseball. <laughs> Make a phone call. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Garcia was it was shot in the arm, a breath of fresh air. He brought some life to the to the team, and I don't know where the Rangers would be without Adolis Garcia. This thing, the dime, we would be making the Diamondbacks look like a like a like a mediocre team. With how bad I think that the Rangers would have looked if Adolis Garcia hadn't come in and saved the day there for a little while. Yeah, I think we'd have ten or twelve less wins if Garcia wasn't yeah. with the team. Yeah, I mean, and that that Houston Astros series, whenever we were sitting there going, "Man, this team is fun," you know, we we know they're not going to be very good yeah. in the long haul, but man, this team is really fun. They're fun to watch. He had just had that uh, that series against the Astros over uh, over the weekend, and on Sunday night, capped it off with the walk off home run, and he. What he hit four home runs in that series and yeah. and had a couple of outfield assists. I mean, it was an Adolis Garcia show. And it's like, oh man, we, we actually had a podcast saying, could the Rangers actually stay close to five hundred for the rest of the year? We actually had one of those. Can you believe that? Well, I mean, I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you do. In 2020, when they did hit five hundred at ten and ten, 
Yeah, we, we were like, here we time. go, man. Here they, and then they <laughs> lost like seventeen in a row or whatever, and you know, that was the end of that. It's funny we had that we had that pod, and then they go to Anaheim, and the wheels come off. That's yep. when they lost to Anaheim in two. Then they go to Seattle and lose four. Then they go to Colorado and lose three. And then we were like, well. Big gulps, huh? See you later. <laughs> they do. They do have a tendency to lose in uh, streaks. Very big bulks, and they were depressing. And I last night, when they had the bases loaded, <laughs> yeah, I text. I texted you a couple yep. days ago. Uh, what, what, what did I say that that I do now when I yeah. hear that they have the bases loaded? You turn it off. I turn the game off because I don't want to see how they're going to fumble fart that away. I should have done that because bases loaded, nobody out last night. Well, luckily they won the game, but still, I was like, you have got to be. And I did, I think, drop a couple of expletives. Kid, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, I was. And then tonight, the trade it's just, you know, it's been it's been a rough day, a rough day for me personally, which I'm sure the Rangers care about that. Yeah, I can feel the steam coming through the microphone here. It's it's getting a, getting a little, little hot here from from Ben and I, I want to also change it up a little bit and talk about what shortstop might look like because yeah I'm I don't know I especially now that you just made a trade with two guys that could play shortstop Josh Smith shortstop hitting 324 with 12 home runs he could be a power hitting shortstop uh, at 39 games nine home runs not bad and he's is slugging 641 uh, it's another high A guy, Justin Foscue, uh, Davis Wenzel could could play short. Uh, we've also talked to Luis on Acuna, and I'm 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 not just high on him because of his name. I am not. If you if you've been watching him and and paying attention to what he's been doing since a very rough what first ten but about two weeks of the season, yeah. he's been tearing it up. Well, it's kind of like so, Josh Stowers at Double A who had a really tough start. But ever since then, he's been tearing it up. It's like, you know, the, these uh, our minor league system, and that's one thing to be excited about. It really is good, and they did add more depth. Whether they're you know going to be superstars or not, they did add in more depth. But I think next week on the pod, which will be again next Thursday morning probably, I think we should uh, we should look a little bit at the future and maybe make some uh, way, way, way too early projections of the 2023 that. roster. Uh, yeah, 2023, way, way, way. Okay. I think that would be I, fun to look at and, and then go back, you know, and see how right or wrong we were two years from now. I'm, I'm down. I'm totally down. It's and another thing is looking at looking down at what could be coming because we're talking about shortstop and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not sold on IKF because I, I totally. That's another guy I just love and I think he's going to be fine. But what does he look like with another with with, with some players around him? Yeah. It's so hard to judge. Like Nathan Lowe. Nathan Lowe. Got to keep trying to say that. Well, if we call him Nathan Lowe, I'm going to do it like we do writing. You <laughs> yeah. mention, their, mention their full name the first time and then go by what they go by. So, Nate Lowe, it's hard to judge him. It's hard to judge IKF. It's it's going to be hard to judge Curtis Terry. It's it's just hard to judge when the, the team is no good. You have no protection in the lineup. Yeah, and that's the thing. But, like, they can go right after Terry because you know there's no one around them. Yeah, they're not afraid. I mean, he he, he tore up Triple A pitching, yeah. but which that's that's also big league pitching. I mean, it's it's. But he had better hitters around him. Yeah. <laughs> sad to say, at Triple A yeah. than he does in the majors. Yeah, and there's that looking at looking at what happened last night. Nick Solak is just having a, a blast in Triple A. That's nice to see. Yeah, it but is. I'm, he was four for six last night. 
And uh, I I don't know. Right now, any Abanias deserves this, this shot at second. Yeah, I agree. To be the everyday second baseman. Now, I know we talked last week. I was pretty much saying send down Abanias and bring up Curtis Terry. And instead they sent down Solak. Instead they sent down Solak. So which I didn't. It came as a surprise, but I wasn't shocked. I mean, why? No, not at all. I mean, Solak is, and it might have been one of those situations. And it sounded like from Woodward, he was trying just too hard. He was just over over stressing himself. But and I'm gonna. I mentioned it on Twitter earlier because this. I have to mention it. I've been doing it for about a month. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yoel Pozo. He, he was five for seven yesterday. Dude, he is he is like what Curtis Terry was when we were talking about bringing him up. He's that kind of hot. Yeah, he's even hotter, believe it or not. He's yeah, I agree. Than, <clears throat> he was five for seven yesterday. It's, they played a doubleheader, two seventing games yesterday. He's got, he hit his 17th home run. Yeah, that's crazy. He's hitting 345. 345. And get this. In the two-week, 12-game road trip that they just came off of, he hit six homers, batted 531 with 20 RBIs. 12 games. That, that's pretty good. <laughs> but but what, we're, what, is he going to be in What are you going to do? You, you can't yeah. call him up to catch. I mean, you could, but you, you're going to send down Trevino? No. No. You're going to send down... Are you going to send down Jonah Heim? No. Uh, is he going to play first? Well, he could, but you have two first basemen now. Yeah. So, it just, I guess that one's just going to hinge on how Curtis Terry plays. That's exactly right. So, I and we're rooting for Terry. That's a guy we've been hollering for all year. Yep, and he sure is. Uh, we're not going to root for, for, for him to go down for certain. So, that's just, so Pozo right now is kind of blocked unless Curtis Terry struggles, and then they probably just do a swap. Yeah. And... That's that's going to be interesting. We're we haven't mentioned Leody Tavares in a while. He's starting to pick back up. Charles Blanc, Charles LeBlanc, I think is going to be our third baseman come the end of the trade deadline. I yeah, I agree really with you. Do I really do think he's going to be called up to play third? I don't know if Brock Holt or Charlie Crowell should be here via trade or DFA because that's that's going to be about the time where you make those decisions on what what minor leaguers you really do want to see hit major league pitching and what, what major league pitchers you want to see face major league hitting. So that's going to be interesting. And, and we were talking about the future. Again, we're going to mention those outfielders. In AA, they can't go wrong with any of the outfielders they put in the outfield. I mean, nope. Steel Walker, Bubba Thompson, J.P. Martinez. Josh and, Stowers. Uh, jo- Josh Stowers, you know, pick pick one and just put yeah. them in any order out there and put them in any spot. And that's that's a thing to look forward to with that with a that future outfield that could be the fastest outfield in all of all of baseball. Yeah. And that's saving runs. You're just saving runs there. And Correct. Yeah, they're they're pretty incredible. Yeah, so that that's and there's another guy that uh, Jace Easley. And this is down. This is down east. This is low A. But Jace Easley, he's hitting 242. He was hitting just above 200 for the longest time. But he's got serious wheels. He plays center field. So yeah, he's hitting 242. His on base percentage is 389. He's got 40 steals already. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. So that's another another outfielder. Thomas Segesi is another. In, I mean, just Mark Church is a guy we're gonna have to watch too. Relief pitcher down in, in down east. That dude's electric. That dude is 
electric. He, he throws the baseball like his hair's on fire and like he's throwing a lightning bolt at the at the catcher. It's just something <laughs> else to watch. But, yeah, I, the future's good, and I think, and, I, the, again, I'm not going to be all overly hypocritical. I'm, I'm disappointed because I don't we, – we, we both can agree the return is not what we wanted. Yeah. That's what we can agree on. But I am happy that – we did get five of their top 30. Yep. And three of their top 20. And that's that was preseason, by the way. That's that's where they were ranked before the season started. Correct. So they've obviously outperformed that. And in fact, Chris Halleck released a little bit ago mid-season rankings. And a couple of these guys, I think, are three, four, and seven now When if, you, if they re-ranked them. Okay, yeah. So... If that'll make you feel a little bit better, Ben. Well, uh, here's the deal. Next week we're gonna do we're gonna look at the 2023 roster, and as we do that, if you're a stats and minor league nerd, then you're gonna want to tune into next week's episode uh, yeah, because we'll have more on the guys we got from the Yankees because we'll know a lot more about them. You know, it's hard to do research in 45 minutes before we go on the air tonight. So next week we'll have a lot more time to get ready to talk about them, and then we'll talk about the 2023 roster. So if you are a minor league nerd and love the minor leagues, you definitely don't want to miss next week's podcast. No, you don't, because we we told you earlier in the season we this is we love these seasons. No, not because the Rangers are losing, but because it's the beginning and the, the building process. And yep. We love the we love to dig into the minors anyway, and this is where we're going to be able to get guys on before they reach the majors, a la Curtis Terry, and we're going to get to to kind of see the growth and see guys come out of nowhere, Jake yep. Latz. Yep. You know, guys like that. So yeah, if we if if the Yankees had just acquired Jake Latz, we'd be like. We would be upset that yeah. we, they got it, you know, depending on what we got back, obviously. But they'd be mad. Like, who's this Jake Latz guy? Well, dude, you got a pretty good pretty good prospect. Yeah. So. Well, for a minute there, I thought they were getting shirt and apostle. Oh, yeah, because he got pulled right he before the game. He got pulled right before the trade, yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. Don't tell me we're giving him Gallo and Apostle. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. But it ended up being John King, which I'm still disappointed I'm about. I'm disappointed in John King, too, but I'm glad we didn't get rid of Apostle. No, Apostle, he's... That's another infielder. I mean, yeah, and he's really, <laughs> really good. He's really good. Another top infielder. So that, that's what we're done. That's what we've done. Is, is we're just putting a bunch of talent in a pot, a bunch of seasonings in the pot, Ben. Yep. And Speaking uh, of seasonings, thanks to Walton's first podcast. Man, was what a trend. That was, was perfect. I set you up for that, buddy. Man, you sent me up, man. We are, it's almost like we're radio guys now, man. That was yeah. like spot on right there. Don't yeah. forget, for all your seasoning needs, waltons.com and meatgistics.com for recipes and other things. So, uh, yeah, check that out. I think we'll wrap it up for tonight. A little longer than we wanted to go, but I kind of knew it would be because uh, of the ranting that I did at the earlier on. Ben, I do ben feel better get, now that I got all my ranting out of the way. Yeah, Ben had to, ben had to get some stuff off his chest, and now he's coming back down did. to earth a little bit. He's Maybe next podcast. Next podcast he'll feel he'll feel a little bit better but be a little more positive especially when we see where these prospects are going to stack up whenever you compare them to to what the rangers have right now and what their their prospect listing is and i promised you i'd make you laugh yeah and you did well no i got one more oh you go oh okay let's do it go for it so tonight down east was scheduled to play fayetteville and it got rained out so they're playing a doubleheader tomorrow but this was a matchup between the down east wood ducks and the fayetteville Woodpeckers. (laughs) Woodpeckers. <laughs> so, you have the battle between the the two wood teams. So, who wins in a fight, a woodpecker or a wood duck? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
It depends on what wood the woodpecker's pecking, right? I guess it does. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I I can. I'm not gonna. Go I'm not. There. I'm, 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 I'm not. No, 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 no. Bear with me. Like, there's different kinds of bark. You know, there could be strong bark. It could be weak bark. You know, you yeah, never know. Yeah. That's that's where I was going at with that. But one thing's for certain: we can both agree on this. There are a lot of woodies in those clubhouses. There definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> the battle of the woodies. All right. <laughs> On, the, on that note, I got a lot of editing to do, and it's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, if you made it this far, God bless you. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for helping me helping me calm Ben down. Yeah, thank everybody. I, was, yeah, I, was, I needed I was, it. I was thinking of the listeners the whole time. That's good. That's what you need to do because we don't want to lose them because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, you probably probably gained some because they all agree with you. Yeah, I mean there were a lot of angry people on Twitter tonight for sure. Yeah, maybe maybe with my John Daniels rant I can get some more. I need to do that soon. Yeah, you need to do your rant for sure. All right, thank you, thanks again everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com. <laughs>